0: Hello, everyone out there, and welcome back to the Front Road Network, your pop culture hub for NPR Illinois. And the Emmys folks have come and gone, and it is time to discuss all the winners. I'm Jeremy Geckner, here with me as always to break down all the prestige things. You know, you come to us too for prestige. Uh, Mr. Craig McFarland, also my co host on Peanut Butter and Biscuits, I think the show we talk about there is going to come up here. Uh, what's up, Craig?
1: <laughs> I think it's going to come up a bunch, and I think that this is going to end up on the Peanut Butter and Biscuits feed as well, so welcome to all you lasso holics as well listening to us.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, look, uh, the Emmys, of course, the big uh, night of the year for television and, uh, you know, the uh, television Oscars, so we got to talk about who won, who didn't, the biggest surprises and stuff like that. We're going to try and go through as many of these as possible. Some of these we don't need to spend a lot of time on, um, but, you know, let's just get a few uh, right out of the way before we uh, jump into the big stuff here craig what do you say some rapid fire around let's do it All right. Well, starting out here, outstanding hosted nonfiction series or special that went to Stanley Tucci's uh, Searching for Italy. Uh, Look, I haven't watched the show, uh, but I love Stanley Tucci. I love Italy. What's not to love? Uh, Outstanding Variety special pre-recorded went to Adele one night only. I feel like she stole that from a Broadway show. Uh, But of course, it's Adele. What are you going to do there? I was kind of pulling for uh, the Harry Potter 20th anniversary there because I really liked that um, on HBO. But it's Adele. What are you going to do? That right? Adele
1: concert was so beautiful. And then I think there was a proposal in the middle of it. I mean, come on. Yeah, all right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you
0: going to do? Uh, all right. Outstanding Variety Special actually went to the uh, Pepsi uh, Super Bowl halftime show starring uh, Dr. Dre Snoop, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and 50 Cent. Well, an upside down 50 Cent. So, <laughs> you know, Batman version of 50 Cent. But uh, that was a fantastic show. No no quibble with it there. Um, Outstanding Host for Reality Competition went to RuPaul again for RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, they win that one. Uh, and here's one that I really liked, Craig, because uh, Outstanding Television Movie actually went to Chippendale Rescue Range. Rangers, which, um, of course, you could talk about a bit because you did our episode on that one.
1: I did. It was great. I We did a full disclosure on it. So you can find it on the Front Row Network feed. You can also find it on my Beyond the Mouse pod as well. I just really love the nostalgia of that movie and blending the animation um, and live action as well. It really gave me a lot of really cool Roger Rabbit vibes. So if you did not get a chance to see Chippendale Rescue Rangers, or you thought that it might be for kids, it's totally a nostalgia trip for especially those of us that are in our 30s. Definitely go and check out this movie. It's fantastic. I'm positive they're going to do a sequel. And it it references so many other properties, much like uh, Who Reframed Roger Rabbit. They make fun of and reference so many properties outside of Disney. It's just a lot of fun
0: yeah it's a it's a real treat there um also uh probably one of my favorite movie lines of the year which is dale you were also here uh, so uh some of these were uh last week but uh outstanding guest actor in a comedy series went to nathan lane for only murders in the building a uh, comedy actress went to laurie Metcalf for hacks um lee you me uh went for outstanding guest actors drama series for squid game and coleman domingo uh guest actor for a drama series in euphoria some really good stuff there um we're gonna skip over for some of like the big, 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 big awards here. Um, I'm gonna keep continue to scroll, scroll, scroll. Some of these, it's so like, funny, we
1: both we both must be looking at the exact same list because I'm like, well, he's not gonna do those next. So, know, this, I'm guessing you're list, on the Entertainment uh, Weekly site, yeah, is this what I'm guessing.
0: Brought to you by entertainmentweekly.com. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but actually, I think this was the order they were in too. Um, so we had Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Movie Series. Um, went to Michael Keaton for Dope Sick, which is fantastic. Um, he is obviously on his way back. Um,
1: A pretty stacked category there, too. Were you thinking Michael Keaton was going to win this one? You know, people loved Pam and Tommy for whatever reason. Oh, come on! I I loved that show. I thought maybe the Winter Soldier might walk away with it. But Michael Keaton, I mean, that show in particular, it's a huge issue in the country. It's socially relevant. It totally makes a lot of sense that Michael Keaton picks this up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, kind of going And If you haven't, though, like uh, everybody in this category. Very good. Colin Firth is amazing in the staircase. Andrew Garfield under the banner of heaven. Oscar Isaac scenes from a marriage. Uh, and of course, my boy, Hamish
1: Patel for Station Eleven. Um, I only made it like two episodes into Station Eleven. I need to go back. There's that one. And then we're also going to talk a ton about White Lotus tonight. And those are shows that came out on HBO Max. And then like I missed that window of time. That I needed yeah. to watch those in, and so I really need to go back and catch up on those.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be the guy who can't talk a lot about White Lotus either. The guy that still won that won everything. Speaking of which, Murray Bartlett for the supporting actor in a limited series for The White Lotus. Um, another really really stacked category here, but uh, everybody seems to be on
1: that show. Um, since, since we
0: didn't since we
1: didn't uh, talk, we didn't see White Lotus. I will say that Murray Bartlett is fantastic in physical this season as well. There you go. I did see him in that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's good. Everybody's doing really good there. Um, All right. Well, then we started kind of getting into the uh, drama series stuff um, and Matthew McFadden actually won for succession for outstanding supporting actor in a drama series um, beating out. And again, this is what I love about the Emmy. It's just like, Oh, eight nominees. Sure. Why not (laughs) for all of these categories? The Oscars could learn a thing or two here, Um, but I think this is pretty well uh, deserved. Um, And then of course, supporting actress in a drama series went to Julia Garner for Ozark. I believe she won last year for this as well. Um, So of course, ozark in its final season there um but you know these are basically the succession categories here so
1: one out of two ain't bad right exactly and you know i think that ozark needed something especially i don't remember you know we talked about this in our nominations and honestly i did not uh take the time to look up exactly when seasons premiered and everything else but I believe this was Ozark's last chance right so they didn't have any uh, episodes that aired like after July so right. this was it for Ozark and I was kind of surprised that we didn't get more love for Jason Bateman and for the show I mean it's really beloved on Netflix and people were uh really hankering to have it back so I uh, surprised Laura Lenny you know there's a, there's a few of these names in here for Ozark and, but I'm glad that Ruth walks away with it she's such an character and a well-written character i'm also it's really funny because i didn't spend as much time looking at the drama categories when we did our nominations and i'm so surprised how frequently yellow jackets was nominated i really enjoyed that show and i'm oh, sure yeah. we'll talk about it maybe a bit more we might not but it i'm surprised how frequently it came up in these uh um, awards i guess it just completely blew past me that they had been nominated so much Good show, not necessarily great show in my mind. So uh, not a surprise that they didn't walk away with too many trophies.
0: Yeah, I'm a big Yellow Jackets uh, fan over here. Um, yeah, I think that that uh, it's a show that's really going to get better and better because there's still a lot of mystery uh, threads to pull there. But um, moving on here to the comedy categories, um, this was our first chance to get some Ted Lasso wins. Unfortunately, supporting actors in the comedy series did not go to one of the three Ted Lasso actors actresses awarded uh, or nominated here for Sarah Niles, Juno Temple, or last year's winner in this category, Hannah Waddingham. It instead goes to Cheryl Lee Ralph for Abbott Elementary. And uh, you and I were talking about this um, on the nomination special that maybe Abbott Elementary would just really start kind of running away with it. Didn't end up that way, but this was a very, very cool win for Cheryl Lee Ralph um, because the speech was fantastic. She was so exuberant and so... The song? um, Yeah. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Um, And it's, uh, you know, like even though I'm not bitter or anything I'm not bitter Hannah won it last year I guess
1: but uh it was cool to see somebody very excited to win this award and the only other person that was more excited than Cheryl Lee Ralph in that room was Hannah Waddingham so it worked Unreal. out really well and you know Abbott Elementary I think that it's going to be one of those shows that's just a juggernaut later on and we're going to talk about this a lot more when we get to the comedy overall category but really glad this is kind of like a, a career type award for Cheryl Lee Ralph and just the the kind of environment in the room, the atmosphere in the room, everything about it was just so great. It was a really good way to kind of start off the awards almost. I know that it was a little bit later into the uh, presentation, but it was like the first award where you're just like, oh, man, the Emmys are back and it just felt really cool.
0: Yeah, because of course, last year's ceremony was so like stilted and, you know, just in, the in, a, tent, space, yeah, in yeah. a tent and basically um, this did kind of feel like a return to form, uh, so to speak. Um, but yeah, the next one, though, our boy, Brett Goldstein, two years in a row, baby. Roy Kent, he's here, he's there, he's Emmy winning everywhere. Um, he wins his second consecutive supporting actor in a comedy series Emmy, uh, beating out castmates Tahib Jamo and Nick Muhammad. Um, I I texted you in this happened. I was like, is it possible to be happy and disappointed? Uh, because you and I have I know we're really rooting for Nick Muhammad for this category, not just because we've interviewed him on Peanut Butter and Biscuits, guys. Come on now.
1: Um, hey, we've also but, interviewed Tahib, and you know, yeah. the- uh, like maybe we're the curse that <laughs> <laughs> right. Brett was wise to not come on yet. Absolutely. Well, you know, it, it's it's interesting because like Nate's arc is so pivotal to the second season. He caught a lot of flack for that arc way back uh, when the second season finished last October, and he's just stellar acting throughout. But I think that the cultural icon that is Roy Kent, I mean, like he that character in particular is going to be uh on those lists of best TV characters of all times kind of moving forward. So it totally does make sense. Also, Brett Goldstein is basically the real life Roy Kent. I mean, I I loved his speech (laughs) where he apologized like five times for having sworn uh, in his speech last year. And then, of course, he does it at the very end, very, very Roy Kent. And I loved uh, Brett Goldstein every moment of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brett is a a treasure to the world and uh, now a two-time Emmy Award winner. Fantastic stuff there. And I did appreciate what he said when he was just like the hardest part about being on Ted Lasso is uh, being in the scene with all these amazing actors and then not saying like, God, you're amazing after every take. Um, So it was good there that uh, he called out the rest of them. And again, just a very uh, stacked category there. Um, But moving on in the night, uh, Saturday Night Live wins Variety Sketch Series. No surprise there. Uh, Uh, Last week tonight with John Oliver for Variety Talk Series. Fantastic. Still the best... News quote unquote show on TV, I think. Um, he's just a very good investigative journalist. Uh, but then we're getting back into the uh heavy hitter categories here. Jennifer Coolidge winning the White Lotus category, um, because it really literally is supporting actors in a limited series was all White Lotus yeah. and Dope Sick. That's it, those are the only ones dominated. <laughs> I love how um, you called
1: it the White Lotus category. Jennifer Coolidge uh, was great though, because like she tried so hard to keep up there with that speech and then she just started dancing. And then mm-hmm. I thought she was going to keep talking, but they were like, no like they really moved in on her and they were like, no, you really do have to leave. And I will say like, at first I was like, oh, come on Emmys. We know you're going to go to like 1030. They had a pretty strict. I mean, I think they got over like right at 1002 central time here. So they kept on schedule and they did not want Jennifer Coolidge to have any more moments. Um, That's why you can't just get up there and start like riffing on like a funny story. Come on, Jennifer Coolidge. (laughs) No, it was really cool. This was probably the award maybe other than best actress in a comedy series that was so predictable. I think everyone in that room knew exactly that Jennifer Coolidge was going to win. And again, I still haven't seen White Lotus. So I'm looking forward to seeing that performance and seeing the performance of all these amazing actors uh, in that limited series. So we'll have to go and check it out, although maybe a bit of controversy here, Jeremy, but have I been hearing that there might be a season two of White Lotus? Does that mean it's no longer a limited series?
0: Yeah, I don't know how that uh, works with the past process, but I mean, I guess that means you cannot be nominated there again. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I don't know if you could call it a limited series. I'm, I'm pretty sure that means that it's only a one off. So, I mean, if they did, I guess they have to go into the big Big categories, no, not that these aren't, but you know, like, um, go up into the uh, you know, regular series categories there. Um, but yeah, like I said, five nominations for actresses in the show, it's probably a pretty good show. Um, our next one though was lead actress in a limited series, and that went to Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. Um, again, some really heavy hitters here Tony Collette in The Staircase, Julia Garner in Inventing Anna, and she is fantastic in that. Uh, Lily James for Pam and Tommy, Sarah Paulson for Impeachment American Crime Story, and then Margaret Qualley for Made. Um, just a lot of competition here but of course amanda seyfried takes it home for the elizabeth holmes story um you know
1: what what do you think of this one (laughs) i was kind of thinking that julia garner might be a double winner tonight i thought for sure amanda seyfried had this uh seyfried had this because well first of all we're podcasters we have to love the fact that this was all developed through a podcast right Right. The elizabeth holmes (laughs) story and she really embodied that character really kind of melted away into that character Um, I thought at first the accent that she was providing was just completely over the top. And then you go back and you watch interviews with Elizabeth Holmes and it was really pretty pitch perfect. And also you um, just think about like all the like kind of that narcissism, but also she's shy and an introvert. I mean, like there's some complexities to Elizabeth Holmes that I think that um, she was able to bring to the screen in a great way. So I was really pretty happy with this one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There. So uh, then we actually got, um, you know, the a nice emotional one. Lizzo's "Watch Out for the Big Girls" wins. out. best speech of the night. Well, oh, no, program.
1: maybe Cheryl Lee Ralph is probably number one, but Lizzo might be there with number two, right?
0: It was very emotional for her. Um, And again, I mean, these other uh, nominees in this category usually win this category. So it's pretty hard to knock these guys off, but a very good win for her there. Uh, Then we got into a double Mike White win here for outstanding directing and writing of a limited series for the White Lotus. So good for you, Mike White. Double winner two times in a row. Um, And then, of course, Gerard Carmichael uh, for writing for a variety special. Um, And then it was our boy, dude, it is time two years in a row. Jason Sudeikis, best lead actor in a comedy series, beating out Donald Glover, Bill Hader, Nicholas Holt, and then the double combo of Steve Martin and Martin short. I did love how um, he went up to these nominees, these fellow nominees that were near him at the very least. Uh, I know he went up and gave a hug to uh, Steve Martin, Martin short and bill Hader that were there. Um, I didn't see if he got to Nicholas Hoder, Holt Don, Holter Donald. I don't know if they were even there, um, but of course he does that and he gets up on stage and is again, just tells people
1: these amazing anecdotes and stuff But Ted Lasso two time Emmy winner, my man. It just it's a culmination like, you know, like this is an award. And so much of this is like he, this show is him and, and he embodies it just in the way that he presents himself, um, even in the bits that he was involved in with the Emmys tonight. You know, like everybody just sees him now as Ted Lasso. And so like I, I'm glad that they did acknowledge him another time. And then I was just thinking about this. So this is when I'll start to bring this up is if the third season truly is the last season, I think that the a lot of the competitors at the Emmys are going to be maybe a bit happy when Ted Lasso is over, (laughs) because um, certainly if it's the last season, I don't know that the Emmy voters are going to change their mind an awful lot on things like Jason Sudeikis and best comedy series and things like that. So um, but it's it it was a well-deserved win. Of course season two really emotional arcs for ted Mm -hmm. as a character he has a lot of growth he has a lot of pushback with therapy um we've talked about it a ton on peanut butter and biscuits so we don't need to spend it all now but great speech great guy deserves every bit of everything
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is one of those shows too that just um the positive reinforcement of it all. And you know, it is interesting. There is a kind of a healthy mix here. I mean, like, you know, while Ted Lasso didn't mop up like it did for uh last year's Emmys when all of the categories, they still did win those big ones, you know. So it's yeah. clear that the voters are like. Not unaware of these other shows like Abbott Elementary or or something like that, that are really coming up strong. But, you know, like Ted Lasso is still holding its own. Um, and I like that, that it's resonating. That It's not just kind of like a pandemic uh, flash in the pan, that it really mm-hmm. is still resonating uh, with audiences.
1: So, I mean, now, that- did you did you get to see the tweet that the uh, Ted Lasso Twitter account tweeted out immediately when Jason won?
0: I did. Why why don't
1: you? It was fantastic. Uh, And the second he won, they tweeted out, I'm absolutely blown away. Just realized egg salad is chicken salad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, perfect. Just pitch perfect. Yeah, everything about it, perfect. Uh, all
0: right. Well, the next one were the writing for a drama and comedy series that went to uh, Abbott Elementary with Quinta Brunson, and then uh, Squid- and, and we uh, should say,
1: like, we should put in a, a plug there that essentially she's the Jason Sudeikis of Abbott Elementary. And I mean, like, to yeah. bring this show to to write it, she's going to win so many awards for this show. I think she probably does win Best Lead Actress in a Comedy at some point um, yeah. when Gene Smart decides to leave the stage. I mean, it's just like <laughs> it. it Abbott Elementary, I tried to get into it, I need to give it another shot. I think I I watched about three or four episodes, right back to back. And it was almost in a way too similar to uh, the office and parks and recreation for me. So what I need to do is kind of like, uh, I need to give it like, its own beat right and really dive into it i love the message that it gives though and really she is the driving force for this show so it was great that she won an emmy for the first season even if abbott elementary loses ultimately to ted lasso in the best comedy series
0: Yeah. So um, well said. Can't put it any better. Lots of statues in her future there. Um, Of course, uh, Hwang Jung-kyuk won for Squid Game for writing for a drama series for Red Light, Green Light. Um, And then it was the big ones, guys. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series. Second year in a row. Zendaya for uh, Euphoria. Man, young actress really racking
1: up the trophies uh, here. She just continues to go, go, go. And I mean, that's a, that is a hard show to act in. I mean, she is yeah. really putting in the work for it, but I, this is where, um, you know, my wife and I were watching it together. And I think we were both kind of hoping for Laura Linney, especially because, you know, it's it's Ozark's last season. And I mean, it's Laura Linney, Linney. how do you not love her? So um, that's that's where my heart was, but I understand the win
0: yeah absolutely well um also not an unexpected win gene smart for lead actress in a comedy series for hacks um i believe hacks has one more uh year of eligibility um because i think this last season was their this last aired season was their last one but i think they're still eligible for next year's
1: well they were very so it it ended on uh, a note where it was essentially a cliffhanger that could have been the end of the series Uh But then they've been very ambiguous, but they are very much hinting towards and planning on a third season of Hacks. So I would, I would suspect that in the relatively near future, now things have been changing like mad over at HBO Max uh, this past month, but I can't imagine if Gene Smart is ready to go back for a third season that they don't uh, renew this for a third season for Hacks. I mean, it's still winning statues, so you might as well. uh, And I just need to throw out there Rachel Brosnahan for Marvelous Miss Maisel. Her series is going to end next year. And I know that this shouldn't just be an award that people get because their series is ending. I totally understand that. But uh, she's wonderful in Marvelous Miss Maisel. So uh, I do hope that she gets some recognition as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely there. Um, and, uh, then, uh, our good friend MJ Delaney best directing in a comedy series for no weddings in a funeral for Ted Lasso. Um, I do love this because I've been consistently on record with season two that I think this is the best directed episode of that series, um, of the season two, just, just for the way that, um, you know, Rebecca and Ted are telling the stories of their fathers cutting back and forth, back and forth, definitely could have won the editing Emmy as well, but like at least the direction, um, i'm glad that they called out this episode specifically for this win and uh mj hell yeah
1: <laughs> and i mean it's all it, it all focuses around that date of september 13th and here we are talking to you very late on september 12th <laughs> so this will be released on september 13th but no mm-hmm. um no weddings and a funeral was the submission for a lot of the actors as well i believe that this was jason's uh submission and then also hannah's so i mean clear no weddings in the funeral huge impact on the series uh very well edited thank you aj for beautifully editing it together uh, right. and thank you to mj mj and aj really bringing no weddings in a funeral to us
0: there you go i like i see what you did there um all right outstanding writing of a drama series went to a succession all the bells say for jesse armstrong and then The big three, the big ones going out there. Uh, We had, uh, oh no, we had one more for uh, actor, lead actor of drama series, went to Lee Jung-jae for Squid Game and he's been cleaning up that category this year. Um, Very, very good to see that. Um, I really, I'm glad that that show is still getting its recognition because of course it was a big phenomenon, but like, I feel like people sometimes when things are phenomenons forget about the craft that goes into them. And I'm glad that there's some awards recognition for that. But um, again, Big ones, folks. Outstanding limited series went to White Lotus. Outstanding drama series went to Succession. Not that you didn't expect all of those, but of course, what do we want to talk about, Craig? Outstanding
1: comedy series two years in a row. Ted Lasso, baby, we are these, on top again. These last two, these last two categories, though, were so stacked. It just tells you that we're really living in a golden age of television. There's not enough I mean, time we, to watch it all. There's not enough time to watch it all. There's not, the, and all so all like that's know. why, like, when you get a limited series like White Lotus, it's like all right, I guess I got to get around to getting <laughs> this, I gotta um, this and, and watching it. But, you know, it, it really is. So like uh, Secession one up against Better Call Saul, which actually does have one more year of Emmy el- eligibility because of the way that they released their final season. It was up against Euphoria, Ozark, which of course was ending, Severance, it's just dominating, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Severance from the Apple TV plus the, um, and then Squid Game and Stranger Things, you know, like, I think that there's probably a large contingent out there of fans of Stranger Things that would really like to see that show get a little love as well as it's trying to uh, come to a close. And then, of course, Yellow Jackets, which, again, I think is a show, like you said, it's a really good show. They've laid a really good foundation. Let's see where it goes in the future. But then, yeah, let's just talk about comedy series for just a minute because we have to. I mean, it, it just a great mix of comedies so you've oh got that goodness. abbott elementary which is much more of like that parks and rec kind of a feel you have barry which is one of the darkest comedies ever in yeah. the history of ever <laughs> curb your enthusiasm which has He's been around forever larry legendary david legendary is show. just an icon uh hacks great amazing show definitely go and check it out if you have hbo max uh gene smart is so fantastic in that i've already told you i've expounded my uh, my love for uh the marvelous mrs Maisel. Only murders in the building. Again, another, another show based around podcasting, so we have another to love perfect it. Perfect show, perfect what show. We do in the shadows. So I mean, it like just an incredible glut of talent and amazing that Ted Lasso is able to pull it off. I will tell you, and you know, because people will hold me to this, I did a flash poll probably with like 30 minutes left in the night in our Facebook group and peanut butter and biscuits. And I said, what do you think going to win Abbott elementary or Ted Lasso? It was pretty clear. It was down to the two of those. And I thought it was actually going to be Abbott elementary's night that they were going to pull this one out. I thought there was a lot of love for that show. There's been a lot of really goodwill. It was mentioned tonight by Keeman Thompson that they used their marketing budget that they could have used towards the Emmy push. And they actually gave that to a, a school that was in need. So really great stuff. But of course, Ted Lasso, can't be any happier that it does walk away with its <laughs> second year and if this is going to be next year's going to be the last season it better have a three-peat you know? yeah, I mean, <laughs> especially I if it's as
0: good as these first two seasons so i mean yeah it's going to be very interesting um and i agree with you like there was a good genuine amount of intrigue of whether or not it was there because they really did do a good job of like spreading the love around tonight um you know even in you know some of the drama categories like succession didn't win like everything um you know so um You know, it was the most nominated show this year. But again, you're right, what you said earlier just such a deluge of good television. But it's good to know that you know, Ted Lasso season two seems so far ago. (laughs) It really does. It seems like so long ago and yet it still resonates so much with the, uh, Academy voters that, you know, they're willing to reward it yet again with at least those, uh, big three statues there. And then of course, MJ. So, um, you know, it's, it's a really, really good feeling, uh, to be the Ted Lasso podcast and to have one more night of victory at the very least to talk about here. We, we, we've, we've defeated, not maybe, maybe not uh man city, but, uh, at least, uh,
1: like, uh, uh, everton or something like that <laughs> well certainly west ham united uh better be watching because yeah, we're on a roll but you know i will say that uh what i would say for everyone out there it was made the joke was made tonight actually lou Hare in our network uh mentioned this last year too where basically we see that there's hundreds of movies and show or shows out there and tvs and limited series and everything else and then the emmys are going to award five different shows like you said yeah. they did spread out the love It was fairly similar to last year in some of the major categories and major awards, but I would challenge our listeners, much like I'm challenging myself, to go out there and just explore some of these other programs, other shows that you haven't had a chance to pick up yet. I keep mentioning I need to see White Lotus, so you better believe that that's on my to-do list. I'm going to start watching that in the relatively near future, Um, but there's so much good TV and good content out there that we can have some content to hold off until the season three comes up of Ted Lasso. Uh, We mentioned something on our peanut butter and biscuits show last week when we interviewed Jeremy Swift that, which by the way, one thing real quick, it's surreal to see people (laughs) that we've had a chance to interact with and talk to receiving that award. Like Cola was like right up to the front, Jeremy's sitting at the table. I mean, it's just like, it was nuts to Nick see all is that just sitting right there front and center on every shot. Like it, it it's very, very strange. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just wild. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I experienced that. So I assume you experienced that as well, that these people have given us their time. It's just absolutely incredible, but I I've kind of lost my train of thought only to say that <laughs> it was a really fun night. It was a really well-produced show. I thought Keenan Thompson was a pretty good host. Yeah, he, yeah he seemed very comfortable.
0: I mean, at the very least, you know, like I know sometimes his humor um, doesn't quite get people like his stand-up humor, like that he was more doing tonight, but very relaxed, just kind of like, and, and you know, like I felt relaxed. It was just like And I loved kind of like the bantery uh, type of stuff that he did with everyone. You know, it wasn't really as polished
1: of a joking. It's just kind of like, eh, go with the flow joking. And I like that. And of course, the best moment of the night included Jason Sudeikis, the bit over at the bar, and who do we see? We got Kel. We got Kenan and Kel together, baby. (laughs) That was great. That was so great. No, what I was going to say now, I remember that uh, we had mentioned a peanut butter and biscuits. We were watching Welcome to Wrexham. So that is our next episode. We're going to talk about Welcome to Wrexham because that is a great show to follow Mm -hmm. along uh, with the Ted Lasso love. And you can check that out while we're waiting for an announcement on season three. By the way, in his uh, speech there, we're going to get it sometime. Is that what Jason said? Something like that? Yeah. We'll get it at some point. It was the same thing that uh, something that
0: Jeremy Swift said when we were interviewing, which is which he said, uh, we're still filming. And I was like, you guys have been filming since February. So I'm starting to think your double season prediction might be correct, Craig. I think uh, maybe they've doubled the, the episode number or something like that, because
1: how are they still shooting? I I guess. Well, they said that they so they flew in. We know because actually Jeremy posted it on his Instagram that they were flying in like I think it was Saturday morning, maybe Mm -hmm. Friday morning. Um, And then they're there today. And then I I imagine that they're going to be back off to London tomorrow. So they are probably all pretty tired for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So good time to shoot a giant. Speaking of pretty tired, you've kept me up way late tonight, buddy. I think it's time to get this show wrapped up
0: what we gotta do man that's how we go we give you all the content guys um all right that is it for our uh, recap of the 2022 emmy awards we hope that you have enjoyed it if you haven't watched ted lasso yet do that please um but also go watch all of these amazing winners and all these amazing nominees as uh, craig said there's just too much good television out there right now so go forth and watch it um if you want to know any more from us of course you can find us on all the socials at the front row network and in- Dot org as well um and uh you know from our reviews with the z we had recently four reporters out at d23 uh and they are going to be coming back and giving us full caps but of course if you were following along on our social weekend you got the news before Everyone else did because we were live tweeting like crazy, um, but we are going to be talking about that. And then, of course, next month, everyone, Monster Cast is coming back and we are doing another full slate of content for you. So, um, yeah, that's it for me. Anything from you, Craig, before we're
1: done? No, I would just say that you can find me over at Beyond the Mouse as well, and we are going to be talking about that D23 content. I'm also being invited. I have a, a nice first look at the brand new upcoming Disney feature Strange World, so I'll be covering that. I'm at a panel on uh, Friday, and so that will come out probably sometime in the next week as well. We just keep we just keep doing this thing, man. We just keep yeah, bringing mm-hmm. out that content. You've got like 12 different after shows you're working on now. Ted Lasso is <laughs> going to be coming back. The world is right, and the Uh, Front Row Network is trying to do all this work for you because it's just amazing the amount of content and the streaming gold that's going on right now in this golden age of television. So thanks for following along with us. We really do appreciate every time that you listen to us.
0: Absolutely can't say it any better than that. So I won't. For the Front Row Network, I'm Jeremy Gutman.
1: And I'm Craig McFarland.
0: And as always, folks, we'll see you in the Front Row. And for all you peanut butter and biscuits listeners...
1: Be a goldfish.